this has just been one of those weeks where I just want to stop the world and get off. I'm just done. I'm done with so many things. And a lot of it is real life crap. And some of it's just, I don't know if I'm overly sensitive to certain things, but I feel like I'm being overly sensitive to certain things. But maybe it's because I should be overly sensitive to certain things. And then there's stuff that I'm probably not sensitive enough to that are driving me crazy. So I just kind of want to talk about the week on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Project Shadow. My name's Charlie on TC. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, no matter what you want to call me, because I'm just, I, I don't know what to do with myself anymore on so many levels. And I, I just feel like I should start off just with some basics because I'm doing fine. <laughs> like my writing is doing fine. I'm, I'm fine. I, I am fine. And I'm starting to feel like that is such a privileged realm to live in that I'm just done with the world. <laughs> just done with the world. I mean, I don't want to like rehash too much because I try to make this podcast and things that I do kind of an escape from the grim, dark reality that we've gone into where someone decided it would be a good idea to let George R. R. Martin write history apparently, but, you know, with the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, which is just devastating, and of the predictable, just very, very predictable uh, hypocrisy of the right wing in the United States, because, you know, it being a party without any morals or standards, you know, you just kind of come to accept it. And... Then on top of that, we have the whole, you know, shooting at somebody in their own house after breaking an entry and after lying to get a warrant to go into the wrong house isn't murder. And it's only endangerment because you almost shot somebody in an adjoining apartment. Okay. Okay. I'm just done with you 2020. And then like... Just to add on to everything, you know, the president of the United States saying, you know, if I'm not reelected, I'm going to stay in office because, you know, I am the power. And I'm just like, really? Really? And that, that's a paraphrase, but not much of a paraphrase. You know, there will only be a peaceful transfer of power if we throw out the ballots and I am allowed to stay here. That's what he said. And I am just done. Like, I don't want to be one of those people that ignores the outside world as it's burning down. But for my own mental health and sanity, I can't pay too much attention to it. And that's one of the main reasons I don't talk about it a lot on this podcast anymore, because I've realized that that's a great source of my anxiety. And if I'm going to do anything with my life, anything in this life, then I need to control that. So 
I, I work very hard to know what's going on, but not to let it control me. And this week has just made that really hard. And then there was just some stuff on the TV Matron that upset me as well, but not in the same way. So that's probably all I'm going to be talking about real life because honestly, I just, I just can't right now. And I want to focus on other things. And there are things that I wanted to be excited about that just really aren't coming to pass and just stuff. So this is going to be a hodgepodge of the good, the bad, and the ugly. So hopefully you're ready for that because I have a lot of feels and I'm just going to put them all into this little podcast and wrap it up with a bow. So get ready, buckle up. It's going to be a fun one. We're going to be talking about Star Trek. We're going to be talking about the Mandalorian. We're going to be talking about Lovecraft Country and the really complex and upsetting feels that it gave me today. So I'm going to start with the thing that made me like mad that wasn't real world because you can see my socials for the things in the real world that make me angry. This is this is my happy place kind of and the occasional ranty place and that is Lovecraft Country. I finally decided okay okay I think I'm in a place mentally where I can take some horror content. And so the hubby and I sat down to watch Lovecraft Country, and it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's, 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 I, it's fine. But I, I have a few things against it. And it's not the things that I see a lot of people holding against it. And I wanted to hold off because I'm like, well... I, I did that terrible thing, like, maybe my opinion is invalid. But it's my opinion, and I'm allowed to have it. So, number one, I, I don't think the word Lovecraft should be associated with this project in any way, shape, or form. And this is not Lovecraft Country. This is Derelith Country. And that immediately offended me about the show. Because, look... I get it. You're going to change stuff. I, I have plans of incorporating some stuff and doing some twists on Lovecraft stories this year. Because, you know, he was a horrid, racist, misogynist, monster person. And I get that. But in changing it, and this is, as, as a big fan of his work, I think you have to be careful because there's Lovecraft and then there's a knockoff Lovecraft that August Derelith did where he published books that he claimed were by H.P. Lovecraft that Lovecraft may have written a sentence in. And he also did some tweaking to some Lovecraft stories and basically tried to add a morality and some Christianization to Lovecraft's work. And if you are a fan of H.P. Lovecraft, then you are aware of August Derleth and the horrid nightmare that is him. And you kind of don't want that to be a thing. But here it is. It, it, it's what they're doing. At the moment, the moment a character... And I'm going to try not to do spoilers until I do spoilers. But, you know, light spoilers until the spoiler warning. The moment the character said Adam and Eden, 
I was out. I was out. I was like, this isn't H.P. Lovecraft. This is August Derleth. You've gone into a different writer completely, and you shouldn't mix these things. Lovecraft, of all the bad things I can say about him, worked very, very hard to create an original mythos where he would not have to, except on occasion and where he wanted to, make references to anything outside of his own canon. Derelith is the one who kept trying to bring Christian imagery in, and it doesn't work. It doesn't fit with the cosmicism that is a huge part of Lovecraft and what makes Lovecraft work, and that just really turned me off. So that that's strike number one against the series. Because look, I like some of the things that they're doing. I, I I I am I find it problematic using Lovecraft to highlight racism just because the whole idea that makes Lovecraft stories scary is that the universe itself doesn't care about you and kind of wants you to die. I mean, cosmicism is the heart of H.P. Lovecraft. And it's that it hates everyone. The universe just is, is, is evil and hates everyone. And okay. I, I see that being, done and I like I, I really do actually like the way that they are like with Get Out and other films of this kind and they're basically do, go, doing the whole racism is the real horror and I like that because that's a way to get through to white folk and other folk who don't know what that feels like that's smart that's brilliant but it also <laughs> moves it one step further away from the idea of being Lovecraft the third thing, and this is a spoiler, this is a spoiler for a thing that happens in one of the episodes. They, okay, I'm just going to say this very quickly because I don't want to spend too much time on it. They introduce a two-spirit character, then they get wrong what that is. While there is a lot of sex in the series, this character is the only person that they show naked, and they show naked so that you can see that they have both a penis and a vagina because that's their interpretation of this idea, even though that is not what the idea is, it really felt like they did not have a sensitivity reader that could understand this idea brought in and misused it for their own things and then immediately saved the character only to kill them because that's what trans characters are for. You, 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 you did a racism and a double transphobia all at the same time, like right all bound up in a nice little bucket and put out for everyone to see. And I'm, I don't see anybody else talking about this. So maybe I'm too sensitive. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too sensitive, but the fact that you crying gamed this character and then killed them, I'm done. I'm done. I am done with the barrier gaze. I am done with, all trans must die. The, these tropes have to go away. They, they, I'm just done with them. Like, I don't care if there's a good excuse in a later episode. I don't care if they're going to do some fun play on it. I'm done with it, and I'm done with your show. Adding to the fun over the last couple weeks is the rumor that Pedro Pascal rage quit from The Mandalorian. 
If you don't know, he's the Mandalorian in The Mandalorian. And at least as of the recording of this episode, it has not been confirmed or not denied either way. And that's being used by people to favor their side in this argument. I I personally, I don't care. I don't care. This is this is desperation media at its worst. And I'm trying not to fit into this. This is one of the reasons why I stopped doing a lot of the media coverage that I wanted to be doing on these podcasts because it just turned into rumor hunting and rumor mill crap that half of which turned out not to be true. And frankly, even if it is proven to be true by the time this episode comes out or by the time you hear this episode, I still don't care. Look, people do things, people come into shows and leave shows all the time. We're getting a rebooted Batwoman next year or whenever we get it because that's happening. The titular character left the series after only one season. So, okay, fine, fine, whatever. It happens. We can make adjustments. We, we can make adjustments. The show can survive. I mean, it really can. I mean, n- nothing against Pedro Pascal. I like Pedro Pascal, but it, 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 given the types of stories that they're doing and the fact that at least in season one, they didn't build up a big thing about him as a personality or really as a character. He's kind of a cipher for the other characters to play off of. Of all the characters, he's the most replaceable. So I don't care. And you shouldn't care either. Look, there's enough stuff to be worked up on and worked up about in this world without all of this horrible rumor mongering. Because the thing that's really frustrating me about this is seeing reviews where movies are getting tanked because they didn't live up to the leaks and spoilers. They didn't do everything that the rumor mill said that they were going to do, therefore bad. That's not how any of this works. And I know I'm just frustrated and I'm venting my frustration about other issues on less trivial ones, on well, much more trivial ones, so that I can just rant and rave and talk about this in a way that I want to. But yeah, yeah, stop pinning your hopes on rumors. Just to stop. Like, I know it's fun, and I know it's an entertaining thing to do. And I know that there are entire companies that make their living doing this crap. But it's not worth all of the pain and suffering that it causes. Because, seriously, we're going through a pandemic. There's a plague on the streets. We have a lawless president threatening to not give up power if he loses an election. This is not. Ain't nobody got time for your stupid, stupid rumors. I, I mean it. I mean it. How is it that the best Star Trek that's come out since Enterprise went off the air is Star Trek Lower Decks? How how is that possible? I mean, we've gotten three big screen movies with giant budgets that were crap. 
we've gotten two TV series that are you know, kind of okay. I mean, kind of okay, granted. It really, we've only gotten one because Picard Season 1 and Discovery Season 2 are basically the same show with different characters in it and at different times, time period. So, yay! That's a thing. But yeah. Lower Decks is somehow amazing. It's silly, it's goofy, it's funny. And yet, somehow, still more Star Trek than either Picard or Discovery. And that just drives me crazy. So if you're not familiar with this show, it is an animated series on CBS All Access that basically follows the life of the crew on the Lower Decks. It's, it's not about the captain. It's, it's basically what they kind of said that uh, Discovery was going to be. Until they decided that Discovery was just going to be the story of Michael Bur- Burnham and why she's the best at everything. And it's funny. It's silly. It's crazy. It's it's bizarre. It, it is... It's like watching fan fiction that has been professionally animated in all the best ways. Because every time you've thought about something like, oh my goodness, wouldn't it be crazy if? Yeah, they, they've probably either got an episode about that or have one in production. Just, just saying. And I love it. it. It's so funny. It stays true to the spirit of Star Trek, which is something that neither Discovery nor Picard actually do even though it is absolutely silly craziness. And I I am equal parts excited, happy, and frustrated by it. Mainly because, like I said, three movies, two two TV series, and it takes the animated spoof to go, oh yeah, this is what Star Trek is supposed to be about. Because it still has the wonder, it still has the humor, it still has the like ideals that are supposed to be a part of Star Trek when the other shows have completely forgotten all of that. Just, I I don't know what to do with myself. I'm probably going to be watching the show way too much. So beware and be warned that I'm probably going to be making weird references to it just because I want to, because yeah, Boindler's law is definitely going to be a thing. So Definitely watch the show so that you know what Boiler's Law is, because that that's definitely that is probably going to start being invoked at each and every one of my sprints and write-ins. Because I think I live by Boiler's Law. I, I really do. So yeah. But I just don't know what to do with the show. I don't know. Because it should not work. It really shouldn't work. The, the the elevator pitch, which is what took me so long to actually watch an episode of Lower Decks, begins with this idea of, what if you do Rick and Morty but Star Trek? And that doesn't work in my head. And I don't think that that works for this show, because Rick and Morty is all about nihilistic hor- horribleness and just being mean and cruel to each other. And just being hateful, spiteful, and nasty. At least that, that's my reading when I watch Rick and Morty and why I can't watch Rick and Morty. Because I don't like humor that's all about being hateful, vicious, mean, and cruel. This show, on the other hand, finds a way to have all of that humor and yet keep up that whole idea of 
being good to each other and being nice to each other and being part of a community that is stronger because of its disparate parts. And it makes so many internal references to earlier things from other series that it, it makes me happy. And I also have to explain it to the hubby all the time because he does not understand. Because he's he's not as much of a Trekkie as I am. I've been trying to convert him. Like, he likes Star Trek, but he's not as much of a Trekkie as I am. So if you're not watching Lower Decks, definitely watch Lower Decks. If you want me to do more content about Lower Decks, I will gladly, gladly do that. As far as my work goes, it's it's fine. (laughs) I feel like that's how I should start every, like, wrap-up. I I have figured out a way to do, like, what I'm calling audio vlogs for YouTube, and people seem to like them, so I'm excited about that. I've got some ideas in the hopper for videos that I'm hoping to get made. I'm really excited that my contribution to the anthology is coming out this Sunday, and people will actually get to watch a story that I wrote. I'm very excited about that, and hopefully people like it, because it is definitely the kind of story that I write. But most of this week has been about reassessing and trying to figure out what it is that I want, because I've kind of come to a point where I have split my head in two, because there's the real world, in which when I contemplate the real world, I feel like there is no future, and I should not be planning for the future. And then there's this idealized world where there will be a tomorrow and I will get to take part in it in some way, shape, or form. They are at odds in my head. They are definitely competing with each other over which of these two realities I believe is most likely to play out. But I I am allowing myself the hope that there will be a tomorrow and kind of ignoring a lot of the outside world so that I can have that hope. So I actually have plans going out all the way to November 1st, which is new for me. I'm not a big person for planning. Do need to find some kind of an app that will allow me to schedule myself better because every app that I've ever tried didn't work or it didn't work in a way that worked for me. So I don't know. I'm going to have to figure that out. So yeah, that's going to be... an adventure in and of itself. But yeah, I am trying to figure out how to balance the world building that I'm wanting to be doing and the stories that I'm wanting to tell and how I want to use the world building to tell those stories and how I want to go back and forth. It's just, it's really difficult to find a way to, to explain the stories as they exist in my head because they're much more atmospheric stories and so which is a a terrible way to try to explain them but a lot of it actually could be told through world building articles and stories related to that it's just making sure that those articles are interesting entertaining and actually tell interesting stories that way it all comes together and works so I'm trying to get all of that figured out and it's 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 coming along (laughs) it is coming along not 
at the pace I would like it to, even though I've gotten like an insane amount of words done, but I'm not going to be talking about that, like numbers on the podcast. You have to go to the YouTube channel and see my updates for that because I'm trying to back, you know, walk back how often I'm talking about numbers because I'm not all about numbers and I don't like feeding that part of the beast. But numbers are a big part of my problem. (laughs) Not in like, am I hitting my goals? Because I've already, I've done enough words this month. Like I could take the rest of the month off and still be ahead for next month. But I'm not doing that. (sighs) On top of that, I have really big concerns about what I'm going to do with all of the work that I'm actually generating. Because... I hadn't thought about that going into this. The idea of trying to do a million words in a year seemed fantastical at first until I actually started doing it. Now that I'm actually doing it, there's this realization as I've started printing out manuscripts that are ready to be edited and go through all that process. I'm starting to look at them going, oh, I probably should have a process set up for that and I don't. And that worries me that a lot because just let's go into this fantasy world where I actually do write a million words over the next year. And let's just presume that I get, let's just say 30 novellas done. Let's just, no, 25. Let's cut mine way in half, right? Instead of getting 52, I get 25. Even if I get 25 done, right? Oh my goodness. How am I going to get edited, get covers, do marketing and actually put out 52 novellas. How am I going to do that? What's that going to look like? So I need to start making plans. (laughs) I really need to start making plans. It is difficult right now to think about the future. It is difficult to think about what life is going to be like next month or November because I really don't know what the future holds. And I I say that in a way that I've never quite felt in my life before. You know, usually it's like, I don't like this particular politician, but you know, if they win, it won't be the end of the world. But you know, when you have an authoritarian who actually is trying to keep power and says that they will keep, he will keep power regardless of whether or not he wins or loses an election. You know, that, that makes it hard to think past that point. So I, I, I do have a giant mental roadblock in my head for November 3rd and after, because I, I can't imagine it. Like I'm hoping that our country is strong enough to survive and get through, but you know, we're, our country's not strong enough to actually punish police officers who murder people in their homes. So the idea that we're going to have enough backbone, strength, and courage to actually do something as bold as, you know, manage our affairs it just seems fictional to me. I don't know. 
I'm trying not to let my pessimistic tendencies take over because they are strong, they are powerful within me, and they don't serve any function other than to wear me down. But it's where we are right now. Anywho, I wanted to end this on a much more optimistic note, but I don't, I'm not an optimist by nature, and right now I just don't have a lot of optimism in me. So hopefully by Monday's episode, I will have figured out something that I can talk about that's not just basically chanting the world is on fire, because all I want to do is either sing Waiting for the Night or Deus in Absentia over and over and over again, kind of in a loop, and that's where I've been for the last week. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. Alrighty. If you'd rather me talk about other things, and you know what those things are, let me know. Down in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean, so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. You can also hit me up on social media. I am C. Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. If you would like to support the work that I am doing in the show notes, you'll find a link to listener support, Patreon, and my coffee account for one-time donations. You can give me money and that really helps out because I don't know where my money is going to be coming from because it's gotten kind of fraught lately. So thank you to everyone who has been doing that. It really, like I say it, but I don't feel like I can say it convincingly enough to convey the actual emotion that I have behind the words. It really does mean the world to me. Thank you so much for all of your support. I mean, I I don't know what I would do without it. If you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like giving, trust me, I completely 100% understand that. But if you know anybody you think would like anything that I do, please share it with them. That helps out so much more than you know, because getting discovered in this business is the hardest part, especially because the algorithms will just screw you over at any moment. Alrighty, I guess that's it for me today. As we end everything that I do, and I really do mean it, Black Lives Matter, Black Trans Lives Matter, trans identities are valid. And may you have the courage to ride your dreams into reality. And don't forget to have the fun. Bye.